What's up, listener? Hey, hey. I'm putting on my jacket like uh, Mr. Rogers. You guys can't see that, but, you know, that's how he began his show. That's how we should begin the podcast. That's true. Anyway. (laughs) Hello, listener, and welcome to our podcast. It's called Cosplay and Cocktails. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm Jesse, as always. <laughs> as always. I was trying to think. I was like, I feel like there's something else I'm supposed to say. <laughs> and this is Paige. Uh, hey, Jesse, what's up? Uh, cocktail corner. Oh, yeah, I made a mocktail. Or mocktail corner. Yeah, we've got a couple interviews to uh, record today. So uh, we still did a shot of Fireball, but... <laughs> I wanted to have mocktails so that we uh, don't get too sloppy. But you could also totally add yeah, actual you could booze add to vodka this. It or is something. so good. Uh, yeah, it's called the fizzy lifting drink. It's uh, got lemonade, seltzer, unflavored seltzer, and some Welsh's white grape. Other white grape beverages are available. You could even use like sparkling wine, like champagne or you know, champagne like, <laughs> that we drink, you could use uh, in place of the sparkling grape juice. Uh, or like I said, you could put a little shot of vodka in there. Uh, it's pretty good. It is delicious. Uh, yeah, I think just even like a sh- like she said, a shot of vodka in it would be, because I think mm. that that sparkling grape really kind of mm. has a pop to it in there. So yeah, it's very good. good. And re- Fizzy lifting drink, if you don't know, it's from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. Also, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory book. I don't know about the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with the uh, Jonathan Depp. The Jonathan Depp? <laughs> yeah, is this that's his real name? I don't know. Is Johnny Depp even his real name? Anyway, I've not seen that one, I don't think. <laughs> uh, um, if I have, I don't remember if fizzy lifting drink is in there or not. But yeah. that's, uh, I always really liked the Willy Wonka, the Gene Wilder version. Um, and that part always stuck out to me. Uh, where he's like, you stole fizzy lifting drink. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I made fizzy lifting drink. Uh, then, I think I mentioned before on the podcast the part where... Uh, Charlie gives the gobstopper back, even though they get kicked out. Mm-hmm. And Willy Wonka's like, oh, so shines one good deed in a weary world or whatever. It's some, that's a paraphrase, but it's pretty close. And that's how I feel like when like one of my students, like I've had a bad day and like one of my students does something like not. You want to go all Willy Wonka so, on them? Yeah, I'm always like, this is so shines one good deed. Like, <laughs> thank you for one of you not being a complete fuck up. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, so today on the episode, we are doing an interview with cosplayer Maggie. Um, she is on the social media as Paisley and Glue, and we hope you enjoy uh, the interview with her. Welcome, Maggie. Tell us a little about yourself, not necessarily con or cosplay related. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Um, I have training in theatrical costume making so that's kind of what I've been doing for the last like 10 plus years since I got out of college and I'm currently based in Chicago so that was kind of my world before COVID and then we all know what happened so I've been out of work since March with that as have basically everyone that I know and it's both been like liberating and also terrifying because who knows when I'll have a a job kind of in my field again. 
Um, right. So yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing. The last 10 years, I started cosplaying in like 2014, kind of very casually started taking it slightly more seriously in 2017, like around the Wonder Woman craze happened. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, that's kind of where we are. So the nice thing about quarantine is that it's allowed, given me more time to start doing some other things like YouTube videos and tutorials and sewing content and sort of going more into the education side of things, which is something that I really enjoy doing. Um, yeah, that's really cool. I, I've never, like, I'm not, I'm not a YouTube person uh-huh. yet, but I know the more that we dive into cosplay, the more I end up there looking for tutorials and, and just, you know, wig styling tips and stuff like that. And so I feel like here, when we get back into really putting cosplays together, that's going to be someplace I frequent a lot. For more. sure. Let me just crack open this beer really quickly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that. What are you drinking? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I am having a beer now because it's middle of the afternoon and I'm not quite ready. My body's not ready for a cocktail yet. But um, so I do like a good cocktail. Generally, like Moscow mules are great. Old fashions are great. My husband's from Kentucky, so I'm required to drink bourbon a fair amount. Yes. Um, he's the cocktail maker, though, so I just kind of let him make whatever. And then it's usually some version of an old fashioned, which is just fine. Um, but I do like a good beer, too. Also, living in the Midwest, also fairly required. Yes. Yes, my husband is also the uh, cocktail maker. Yeah, it's great. In, it's in a, the family. It's a great relationship to be in. <laughs> it really is. We'll be sitting up uh, recording podcasts and he'll bring us up drinks. Yes. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that's where you want to be for sure. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your work in the theater and costume mm-hmm. shop and how like that kind of changed with COVID? Um, yeah, so it. It's interesting, and I could ramble about this for a really long time, so stop me whenever you get bored. Okay. But um, it's really fascinating seeing the comparison between theater and cosplay, especially because a lot of younger students are coming through theater costuming programs interested in cosplay and either interested in doing it professionally or very, and or having it be a big part of their life sort of on a hobby side. And then also wanting to do the theatrical part as more of a professional career and seeing the sort of old guard um, learning how to deal with that. So even five years ago, there was a lot of resistance between people who had been around for a while and were like, what is this cosplay thing? This is nerdy. We don't like it. You guys aren't serious. You don't have the skills. And then it's been really interesting to seeing they're like, oh, wait, you do have skills. You know how to 3D print. You know how to use these, you know, silhouette and maker machines. You can laser etch things. You can leather work. Like, cosplayers have such an incredible diversity of skills. Well, and and I feel like compared to, like, people who are given, you know, a company's money or, you know, um, are able to create things not on their own budget, they're used to working with a budget and having to come up with creative solutions and, you know, that kind of thing, too. I think that's what makes cosplayers just kind of this whole other breed it's actually fascinating because like yes on one hand that's totally true the innovation that cosplayers have of like Mm -hmm. learning different things and using um 
techniques and supplies that you wouldn't necessarily think of. But on the other hand, I didn't, I've learned way more as a creator in cosplay than I have in my theatrical work. Really? Because in theater, I'm a draper. So I'm a pattern maker and that's what I do. So I manage my team. I make my patterns. I do the same thing every day. And there's, you know, theaters, it's always a different costume. So that's always fun and it's creative and I love doing it, but I never had the time or budget. I wasn't given the tools. So it'd be like, can we purchase an embroidery machine? And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. We don't have the budget for that. (laughs) Right. Or can we purchase like even a maker, you know, they're like, what, 400 bucks. And they're like, oh, I don't know. We don't have the time to pay you to learn how to use it. But if I learned how to use it in my own time, then that's something different. So like I've learned how to do leather working and tooling during quarantine because it's something I always wanted to learn how to do. And I got a commission that required me to learn how to do it. And so I did it. And that was not something that I was able to do in theater. So it's it's like both both sides of that coin. And it's really interesting how they play off of each other. Right. And for you on both, you know, getting to see both sides of that, yeah. it, like intimately, like knowing uh, how much of both come into it. That's yeah, awesome. for sure. Uh, what is your favorite fandom? Uh, so I am of a certain age, which I think you, <laughs> both of you are as well. So my fandoms <laughs> tend to skew like a little older, like classic, like uh-huh. Star Wars. I grew up on Star Trek Next Generation was like my childhood and then like the classic Tolkien. Um, I love anything like Arthurian legend sort of thing. So yes. like, it doesn't really matter <laughs> what it is and how terrible it is. Like I will still consume that content. Um, so that's kind of where it skews. But on the other hand, I kind of like a little bit of everything. Um, there's just so much. Like I just started listening. to narrow it down to yeah. one fandom is hard. There are some people that can do it, but I think- um, Oh you know, yeah especially us and like most cosplayers, you know, we'll say, well, hold on. Can we have this many? Can we, can we give you three? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Like I, I finally just started diving into critical role like the last couple months. And now I'm like a little Mm -hmm. obsessed. My husband's like, you talk about critical a lot now, Uh, (laughs) but there's always something new to learn and like new to discover. And that's kind of what's fun about the variety of fandoms that we have access to these days. Right, right. Um, Okay, so uh, you've made a a life out of this. What was your first experience getting into costume making? And did you know from like your first go at it that that's something that you wanted to make into a job? It's funny that I didn't know it earlier. Um, My mom taught me to how to sew when I was a kid. I wasn't really very good for a long time um, until I got to college. But she used to make all of our Halloween costumes. And then I remember being, I think, in fifth grade and deciding that, do you remember those, uh, I think they were called eyewitness books. And they were like, they were like, I don't know, like nerdy, but there were lots of pictures. They were for kids and it was like all about Vikings. And so it was like all the things you'd ever want to know about Vikings, but like for kids. Anyway, I was obsessed with that one. I don't, I don't remember when we were kids, but we've got a friend that teaches fourth yeah. grade mm-hmm. and she has Yeah, they're probably still around. Yeah. Helping her set up her she remembers them yeah. from which so yeah. that's when she has them. So I've seen yeah. them as an adult. Okay. <laughs> so in the way that it's kind of Arthurian like mid middle ages sorts of thing, I was obsessed with the Viking one and was like, I'm gonna make myself a Viking dress 
with all of the accoutrements. Uh, I don't think I actually finished that project because I was nine, but um, that was sort of an early indicator that maybe I was interested in this. And then I did costumes in high school. Again, not well, but I did them. And then when I got to college, I thought that I was going to be like a high school drama teacher because that had been such a formative experience for me. Right. And then I took a intro to costume design class because you had to and was like, oh, this is a job that you can actually have. Like people pay you to just, <laughs> and like, I don't know why I didn't think about it. Cause obviously right. you've seen movies, like, you know, that there's a costume designer who gets paid real mm -hmm. money. Um, so anyway, went through undergrad doing that it was just a it was a drama degree they didn't offer a costume design degree and then decided to go to grad school for costume design which I did and then halfway through that realized I didn't actually want to be designer I just wanted to make the things and so then after graduating transitioned into um, the sort of draper tailor aspect of it which is what I'm doing now so and a lot of a lot of people in my job description or like costume shop managers have MFAs in costume design because there's not okay. a lot of degrees in costume technology there's many many less theaters that or um, universities that offer those those degrees okay okay huh yeah that's there's a lot more involved in that than I yeah. thought you know like the specifics of yeah. it that's crazy okay uh what is your favorite part of cosplaying um I I mean you love wearing the things at the end right like that's super fun but the work in progress is actually even more exciting to me I really love right. that process of like planning and gathering all your supplies and making your lists and then checking things off of that list and um, that's only when I give myself sensible deadlines, which isn't always true. The, <laughs> so that's, I really love the process. Like the build process is, is really fun to me. So I don't mind stretching. Seeing it start like start as a bunch of, yeah. you know, pieces of leather and foam and material. And then it become watching it become this like actual wearable thing for it's sure just and my actual favorite amazing. part is probably painting foam after you've put it together and like the, really? the excitement I love the painting process and even more the weathering process but like it's all weird colors and it's covered in glue and it's ugly and it's got sharpie all over it and then you paint it and then it's beautiful it's very oh, satisfying cool. to me I don't like the ceiling part but I like the painting part um but it, yeah, we we have no. I I have never. Jesse has messed a little bit with foam. I have not mm. yet tackled foam. It is on my very mm -hmm. soon to do list, but it is so intimidating for me. So much more intimidating than fabric yeah. for some reason. It's it's different. Yeah, it's similar skills, especially if you have experience with pattern making. Um, mm -hmm. I could also talk about that for a long time. There's, <laughs> but um, beyond that, just favorite part also is just the community worldwide and I, everybody says this like to be able to meet people both in person at conventions and online people you would never come in contact with otherwise has just been really over the last like year or two been super special to me to to really experience that and that was something people always talked about and I never really understood what that meant until the last year or two especially this year when right. we can't all gather together anymore 
Yeah, yeah, that's something Jesse and I've talked about a lot is how nice it has been to have the podcast and get to still connect with cosplayers yeah. and geeky people alike and just, you know, because we aren't getting, you know, that con experience mm-hmm. and and just have that community still. So, yes, for sure. Uh, okay, a little bit of a downer, <laughs> uh, but do you have a least favorite part of cosplaying? Um it kind of goes hand in hand with that just being on social media and feeling like you always need to be on trend and appease the algorithm which I am terrible at doing because it's never what I want to do appease the algorithm it's always the worst like reels I have no interest in those what the heck are those (laughs) um also being expected to produce work at unreasonable speeds I don't think is healthy physically or mentally. Um, and right. well, because you don't see the work put into it. So you don't know how long people have been working on these things, but when they're putting them out, 100%. So quickly, and then it just makes it, you feel like you are not good enough because you can't produce at right. that same speed. Um, and people yeah. just work at different speeds. And you also don't know what's going on in that person's life, how much time it actually took them. If they had help it. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, there's so much positive and negative associated with with the online communities, and it's it's hard, mm-hmm. really hard to navigate. I think, especially for people with less experience and people who are younger, who yeah don't don't necessarily know. I don't know the way to put it. You know, like don't don't understand that different situations that other people might be in, and how to right, take it easy right. on themselves and not hold themselves to those same standards. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that a lot. That is, it's definitely, I think it's even hard for, uh, I mean, you know, I, I have a hard time with that and I'm, you know, for sure. Yeah. We all do it. It's totally normal. You know, like I comparing is easier on the internet because you're not talking to that person. You know, if you would walk up to somebody at a convention and, you know, tell them you like their costume or whatever, just see them, they, they might say something back and be like oh my gosh it was such a pain and then you're like oh that makes me feel a little Mm -hmm. bit better about how awesome it is like but on you know on the internet you're not going to necessarily get that interaction all the time and and like you said you don't see the work that goes into it. yeah which is actually why I like posting so much work in progress because first of all I want to teach people methods that they might not know and just to show the work that goes into it because it doesn't you know, it's, it's skills on skills on skills. And it's not just going to kind of like be birthed out of you fully formed. It's a, it's a long drawn out process and to build those skills takes time and, and, and doesn't just happen overnight. Right. Right. Okay. Jesse, you get the next one. Um, <clears throat> so how do you think cosplay has affected your work and vice versa. I, I, I spelled. I pronounce those words differently. So, yeah. uh, uh, if you think it has at all, um, it, how cosplay has affected your work, and how your work has affected your cosplay. Yeah, I think. Well, a part of the reason I got into this was, first of all, big nerd. Second of all. I never got to make things for myself besides like, you know, my Renfair costume. Um, yeah. So that was, pre- that was special to be like, Oh, I'm making this for myself. First of all, I'm on my own deadline. No one's telling me what to do or how to make something. I can do it like I want to. And I can also give myself time to learn new skills and techniques, which is 
like I said before, it's something that I didn't always get to do in theater because we just, you know, we're up against the deadline. The show's going to open when it opens and the costumes need to be done. Um, right. And, oh, I was going to say something else. I forgot what it was. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I, I've learned a lot of new things and I've also been able to take some of those to theater. So like our crafts, crafts person that we had at work before we all lost our jobs um is we would always talk because she was kind of interested in cosplay too and she had just gone to c2e2 for the first time this year and i was so excited she made a really cool astrid cosplay and i we would always talk about like can we use foam in theater like how could we use this on the stage because it's relatively mm -hmm. fast it's cheap like it's somewhat durable if you use it in the right way and so we would kind of be, or I would, and I would send her things all the time of like, ooh, look at this cool technique that a cosplayer thought of. Could you use this on the stage? And so we would have conversations like that. So I think there's a lot of give and take there, which is cool. Yeah. So you think that probably uh, cosplay has made you uh, more versatile with your work and your work has made you appreciate maybe being able to do cosplay at your own speed yeah, and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. much more succinct. I was trying to I was trying to, to we do yep. what you said to figure out but that's what I you're much more succinct so. than I was definitely <laughs> well you said that, so um do you have a favorite cosplay build or costume that you've done at work either one or both um, um I would say my favorite to wear is Wonder Woman because of the okay. reactions that I get and especially from kids which is really fun and after I made that, I joined a couple local charity costuming groups and have both met a lot of people through that, which has been cool, but also just been able to kind of give back a little bit. Um, so that's my favorite to wear. My favorite build, I'm going to hesitantly say Maleficent from this last year at C2E2. Um, just because it was like, I had built a wing costume a couple years before, which was fine and like it was fine for what I could do my back has like <laughs> never recovered from it but Maleficent was really um the goal for myself was to make something that was more comfortable and better balanced and light more lightweight which I did all of those things so I was really pleased with how that all turned out ultimately yeah it looked oh, awesome yeah uh, do you have a favorite crafting tool? Mm, so many. There's like so many. <laughs> I mean, like fabric of any kind, all the things. Um, I have a new love for my rotary cutter this year. I never really used them in the past. And this year I was making a lot of pleather things, both at work and at home, and have learned how much I love my rotary cutter. They're very helpful. I keep saying I need to get one. Um, I think, I think we've had at least one other person um, that we've interviewed mentioned a rotary yeah. cutter, and when she said it, I was like, "Ooh, it's yeah." <laughs> like we don't actually use them that much where I used to work, but we did. Um, have you heard of Six the Musical? Yeah, we did the first U.S. production of that last year oh, and a cool. half ago, which was awesome. It was one of the hardest shows I've ever done, though, and it's all vinyl. So that made it much easier to both cut straight lines and it's much easier on your hands than trying to use fabric scissors on 
heavy fabric like that. So that was kind of my oh, first like, oh, this is actually super useful and I should do this more. Right, right. Um, okay, so as a cosplayer, how do you deal with um, the feelings of being of the competing and the comparison within the community with other cosplayers? I, I mean, it's so hard. Like you said, like you can be it's hard at any age I think it's I think it's a little bit easier since I didn't really get into cosplay until I was almost 30 so I kind of had like yeah same you know like things we we were tougher when we got into like I had things other than cosplay and I had like a people other who were very supportive of this hobby but it wasn't like I don't know and I think maybe because I didn't jump head first into it I really kind of like really dabbled for a long time mm -hmm. um but it's still hard you know I'm always thinking about how I'm not as good as other people or I'm not working as fast as other people or I'm not putting out as much content or you know being a very good model or taking very good pictures which you know are maybe all true but don't need to be fueling my anxiety as much as I sometimes let them so I don't know I yeah, I don't know. I think that talking on this podcast and getting to know cosplayers that I see um, on social media, because I feel like that's where a lot of the comparison and, uh, as we mentioned before, mm -hmm. the, the competition comes from, getting to talk to those people that have created these things that I'm like, oh, I could never do that, or oh my gosh, this is so much better than my work or whatever, and then getting to know that they have the same feelings yeah. or you know all that just has really taken a lot of that off of me you know I still am always going to be like oh my gosh this looks so great and oh, I wish I could do the xyz but uh just getting to know uh more cosplayers that I look up to I think has really taken some of that off of me because I'm like the, everybody is just doing this because they love yeah. it like nobody very few people are doing it in a competitive manner it's all just like yeah. up in your head, basically. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like there's been a movement recently, I think, of people trying to like support and uplift and like amplify voices, especially like BIPOC voices recently in the community to like make it stronger and less uh, have less tendency towards that competition. And mm -hmm. that's been helpful, I think. Um, it's sure. slow growth, but then also like, there's another aspect of it. Like if there are people who are toxic, just like, don't follow them. Like, right. you know, you don't need that in your life. Um, also therapy is great. <laughs> you sound like Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big proponent of seeing therapists to deal with all of our anxiety, even if we don't have anxiety. Yep. 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 Yes. Uh, how do you think that your life would be different if you had never gotten into cosplay? Uh, I would have more time. <laughs> and, uh, but I also think the world would be a lot smaller. I yep. think, you know, I had a, I had a great friend group. I still have a great friend group here in Chicago that aren't involved in the cosplay community, but I've also met so many people both locally and really internationally that I would never have otherwise so right. that's really been pretty special um, um any future cosplays or cosplays in progress that you are like super excited about 
the one that I'm working on now is um, my Rococo Winifred Sanderson, Ooh. which I'm really excited about. And basically, as soon as I put it out in the world that I was doing that, a bunch of people were like, ooh, can I do that too? So I think <laughs> I have all the sisters lined up, at least right now. And that's very exciting. I don't know when we're going to be able to do this. But I cannot wait to see that. Yeah. That's gonna be so I'm pretty deep into the build now. And I think um, one other person is definitely on her list. So she's she's going to start it, I think, soon. And that, yeah, I don't know. Very, very anxious. But it's also, you know, again, like, I don't feel like I'm working fast enough because I've already been working on it, like, But I hopefully will be able to make some progress on it soon. Who or what inspires you? Oh, um, I think the, this is going to sound cliche, but the, the like drive that cosplayers have to learn new skills is like blows my mind because I don't often have it's hard for me to be like I'm going to learn this totally new things the capacity that that cosplayers have to like throw themselves into new projects and learn new skills and really put themselves out there is mind-blowing on so many levels to me and the the innovation of them both learning traditional skills like leather working and knitting and um like fiber arts and like all of those things or, or, you know, even metal smithing and things like that. And also new technologies is, is really, really inspires me every day watching their growth. Yeah. 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 I think other cosplayers uh, are a big inspiration to most cosplayers just watching, whether it's your friends or people on the internet or whatever, just seeing what everybody else does and watching them grow as cosplayers. Just, it's just, it's all just yeah <laughs> and, and while it's sometimes intimidating it also makes you feel like oh maybe I could learn how to do that because this exactly. person just did it too yeah um do you have a favorite convention hmm. so here's where I admit that I've actually never been to a non-local convention really yeah I like I said I'm pretty new to all of this it's really just been in the last couple of years so C2 I'm really lucky that C2 is my home con because it's right. incredible uh, this was going to be the year that I went and traveled and maybe like maybe did Dragon Con because that's my birthday weekend <laughs> every year too. But that's that's our yeah. That's our favorite. <laughs> but I was at least going to do like Gen Con, totally drivable for me. My parents live in Los Angeles, so like that was going to maybe open up some some avenues there. I have a lot of friends in Seattle, so I was going to you know maybe do Emerald City, and then we know what happens. So right. Yeah. So yeah, C2E2 is it for me now. C2E2. Yeah. Yeah. We actually, this year was our first year at C2E2. Um, and we were so excited to finally get to go. It always landed on a bad weekend for uh-huh. us, but this ta- I mean, 2019 or no, it was 2020. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was right before yeah. everything closed up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think we'll probably, if, if we can make it in the future go, because it is drivable for us as well. Yeah. Um, it's our closest big convention. We, other than that, 
we do like wiz- any wizard world that comes around mm-hmm. we'll sometimes hit up and um then we make the trek to dragon con and we have post covid cons planned for whenever things do open back up uh that we've never been to yeah but who knows when that's gonna be i so. know it's really hard to plan for anything all right do you prefer solo cosplays or group cosplays mm. so the first couple years that i was cosplaying it was with friends and we would always do group and it was super fun there's nothing better than walking around a convention like with a crew mm-hmm. and like being stopped every five minutes and like having your friends to hang out with and get drinking beer and all of that um, right. but it's also so complicated to organize that after the first couple of years it was like schedules and then we could never fit- agree on what we were gonna do and then what day are we gonna go and then if one of us wanted to compete, then that screws with that day. So it, I do love doing group cosplays, but it's much easier to do solo cosplays. Right. And, right. and now that I think that I know more people, mm-hmm. I've gone a couple days, uh, like C2E2 last year on Friday, I just went by myself and it was actually really fun because I know enough people now when I walk around that I can kind of be like, oh, hey, and then like hang out with them for a little bit and then like keep going. And I was just in civilian clothes. So that makes it easier to kind of just like wander. Right. And uh, not getting stopped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even even being in cosplay by myself, I'd actually don't mind it. I thought that it would be weird, but it, it's actually fine as long as it you can move. If you can't move, then you really need someone there with you to need a hand. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. If funds and time were not a factor, what is like that dream cosplay? Um, I have a lot of things on my list. One of the ones that I think is actually going to happen relatively soon is Xena. Ooh. Because Xena, like, come on. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. That would actually be the most fun group is to have like a whole Xena crew. That would be the coolest. Yeah. And I mean, I loved that show when it was on. I would watch it after school. Also Hercules. Uh, What about, wait, but what about young Hercules? Oh yeah. I watched that too. Don't worry. (laughs) That was my first Ryan Gosling experience. Yep. Yep. Oh man. I know. (laughs) <laughs> look how far you've come i know i showed somebody they had never seen that show before and i was like oh wait let me show you some pictures and they were like oh my <laughs> god so we met dino gorman who was one of the um dwarfs in the hobbit movies uh-huh so we met him at dragon con a couple years ago and i went up and like was talking to him at his table and um, oh, who- Jesse walked up with me and she started like banging aggressively on his like table because <laughs> we didn't realize that he was he like- was feely, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't realize that he was in young. Yeah, we didn't realize he was in Young Hercules. Like, was the best friend, uh-huh. and we fre- she freaked out. I well, in fairness to me, I try to get your uh, attention in a more subtle way, but you weren't <laughs> looking at me. So then I was like, I need you to know. I need this you to see this picture. Talking to him. Yeah. That's amazing. I remember watching The Hobbit and being like, this guy looks super familiar and looking it up and being like, oh yeah, that's a blast from my 13-year-old <laughs> self. Hey. 
did not put two and two together. And no, I, I didn't saw, either. He had like a picture from the show on his table, so that was oh, like a yeah. disappointing. Yeah, yeah, that was a. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, yep, that's." <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> we were like, oh, okay, we love that. So. Not put two and two together. <laughs> yeah, Zena, the Zena would be an awesome group, like big group cosplay, because like you said, like there's just a lot of really recognizable characters mm-hmm. from that entire universe. Especially so. if you were all together. Yeah, I think people would really like it. Because I think more people watch that show than admit to watching that show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I watched it in Hercules, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, Jesse, you are up. Uh... Do you have a favorite convention or cosplay story? Um, I don't know if it's a specific story, but recently since I've started doing um, YouTube videos, a couple people have reached out to me and told me that that specifically helped them learn a new skill. And Aww. that's like touched me more than I thought it was going to. Um, yeah. And it's not even that many people just like, or they'll post something and then tag me in and be like, I learned this new thing. And I'll be like, oh my God, like it's like people are watching, people are learning. I'm like doing something, putting something out into the world. And that's been, that's been pretty special. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, that can- that definitely counts because that's part of your cosplay, like jerky. Yeah. And your- yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So what is something that you would want to tell yourself as a beginner in cosplay um, or just anybody starting out uh, that you wish you had known? Um, so a lot of people who don't have a background in sewing often are like, well, I don't sew. I've tried to learn. It's too hard. I can't do it. And what I want to say to that is that sewing is like a lifelong journey and <laughs> it's many small skills built on top of each other. So you're not going to produce a Marie Antoinette ball gown, your first build, right? Right. Um, And so to be kind to yourself and realize that and give yourself some grace, but also that you can do it. It's just going to take time. And I 100% believe that everyone can learn if they want to. Um, Along hand in hand with that, I also believe that there's no right way to do something. So some, you know, if I'm saying a tutorial, like, this is how I do this. It doesn't mean it's the only way to do it. It's just how I do it. And maybe it'll help you. But if you find another way that works better for you, then that's also the right way to do it. It's just the right way for you. And the gatekeeping sometimes that we see of people saying like, well, you didn't do it like this. So it's not right is bullshit. And don't listen to those people. Also, my mantra is work smarter, not harder in, in yep. all, in all areas. So if you're cutting a corner and it works for you and it's not making it period correct, but it's saving you hours and hours of work, then 100% do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I think that's really good advice. <laughs> Tell everyone where they can find you and your amazing work on social media. I am Paisley and Glue on everything. So I have Facebook, uh, Instagram. I'm most active on Instagram and Twitter, but I don't really know how to use Twitter. And it's so confusing. It's like a totally different animal. And (laughs) I tried starting during quarantine. I'm like, what is this? I've had this forever, but I don't know how this works. Um, And then YouTube as well. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on with us today, Maggie. We really appreciate thank it. Thank you and, so much. Um, I think all of our listeners will as well. I appreciate it so much. It was really nice to talk to both of you. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening into the interview today. We hope that you learned a lot of uh, cool stuff from Maggie. Um, you can follow her on Paisley and Glue on her social medias. That is not on Paisley and Glue, but that is her handle on the social media uh, sites. You made it sound more old. <laughs> um I mean, you tell me all the time we're old. On the various internet sites. I mean, we are old. Um, So you can find her there, uh, but you can also find us on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Cosplay and Cocktails Pod. um, And we are on Twitter at Cosplay Pod. Uh, You can send us things there or you can just, you know, keep up with what's happening. Um, But if you want to send us lots of stuff... You can do that over on the email uh, where Jesse hangs out. Uh, what all can they send there? Um, cocktail recipes, mocktail recipes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anything that's good that you think we should drink during the pot. I've got literally like six drinks in front of me right now. Um, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine cups on the table. Yeah. And there's two of us. Uh, yeah. So, um, in fairness, these are both water. So, like, I could combine them. Anyway, uh, cocktail slash mocktail recipes for us to use on the stuff you think is good uh, for us to try. Uh, Cosplay challenges for us to do. Uh, If you've done a cosplay challenge that from the podcast and you want us to put it on social media, we will. Uh, If you've done a cosplay anyway and you're just proud of it. Uh, and you think we'll think it's cool? We probably will put it up there. Yeah. Um, uh, corrections. Most importantly, uh, things we got factually wrong, things we said that just is, you think is dumb (laughs) or (laughs) is dumb. I may disagree, but, uh, absolutely will. (laughs) Um, weird fish picks, interesting plants and mushrooms, science facts, Cosplay and convention stories. News. Nerd news. news. Uh, You can email us at cosplayandcocktailspod at gmail.com. Okay, are we done? Now we're done. Great. (laughs) Okay, bye!